Good morning. I'm Pastor Curtis Hutchinson, uh, Crossway Church here in Queen City, Texas. Welcome to our Romans teaching. We have every Monday morning and Thursday morning at 8.30 a.m. Central Time. We're just honored and so blessed and encouraged to be able to be sharing God's Word with you in its righteous context, which is truth. And, uh, you know, I'll, I'll never forget some of the scriptures that we have learned over the last few years as we've been brought by the Lord into the, the really the light of the scriptures. His name is Jesus, by the way. And one of the, one of the most profound scriptures you'll ever know is Proverbs 12 and 17 that tells us, He that speaks truth shows forth righteousness. And that's the righteousness of Christ, His, the results of what He imparts to you and allows you to bear the fruits of His work at Calvary. It's the only avenue of righteousness. It comes by grace, and grace only comes because of one's faith in the death of Jesus. And that's not just once to get in, but that's every day to live this life in victory over sin, bearing the fruits of His righteousness, praise God. Because everything we claim is ours, well, brother, it's it's our righteousness now. It's our, yeah, yeah, it's your faith, it's your righteousness, it's your everything. But only as your faith is in Christ and what He did at the cross to make it yours, faith in any other thing eliminates you from the experience of all that does belong to you. It'd be so sad to live your whole life in a house full of all the things you needed to have lived a prosperous life but never really know uh, how to partake of those things. The Lord has been sharing with me over the last several weeks that for many, many, many years now, the church has, has proclaimed that healing is in the house, the house being Christ, the restoration is in the house, deliverance is in the house, joy is in the house, peace is in the house. And we've heard and we should be hearing all the blessings that are in Christ, all the, the things that are in the house, in Christ. But, but that's really basically... All the church has done over the past many, many, many years. It's time to tell the church, basically, the church because they're in the house, how to partake of the things that are in the house. Just because you're a child of God does not mean that you cannot be destroyed for your lack of knowledge. God told the prophet Hosea, you tell them, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. It does matter what you know and the knowledge you have to experience comes out of the mouth of God, the Word of God. Proverbs 2 and 6 says, He gives wisdom. Out of His mouth comes knowledge and understanding. And I believe in that one verse, Proverbs 2 and 6 there, we could see some powerful things about how wisdom is. How, how, what wisdom is and how it comes about. God gives wisdom. He gave His Son in whom all the riches of His uh, treasures of His wisdom dwell. Amen. But the way He gave it was through what He has told us about Him. Amen. He gives wisdom. Out of His mouth comes knowledge and understanding. You've got to have the right knowledge to be able to experience the things that are in the house, so you don't just spend your entire life declaring what's in the house. It's time to start partaking of what's in the house, and that's only by grace, 
through faith. That means faith in Christ and Him crucified allows you to experience the, the righteousness of God that you became when you were born again. Hallelujah. No other avenue will you experience the things of God. So let's jump into our uh, teaching today. I forgot to put my piece of paper out. Let me grab it over here. Kind of running behind this morning. This weekend is our Wichita Falls weekend. You know, we've planted a church there back in November and we're meeting there one weekend a month. So pray for us. This is that weekend. Today is part 16, Romans chapter 6. April 11, April the 11th, 2019. I like to share that so we'll know where we are along in this teaching. For those of you who uh, don't get it till after we're gone in the rapture and, and then <laughs> uh, you can be saved then. But for the rest of us, we just want to know where we're at when this teaching took place and exactly part 16, Romans chapter 6. And we will be touching on today verses 13 and 14, very powerful scriptures, something the church has got to know. Remember, what you don't know will kill you. Peter wrote that we, as the people of God, the church, should be growing in Christ's knowledge, knowledge of Christ and His grace. Amen. Jesus said He was the truth, and when we know the truth, that means know Him and what He did at Calvary, we will experience freedom. Hallelujah. Praise God. Many people don't know that. They just quote the verse. Jesus said, when you know the truth, the truth will make you free. They don't have a clue that Jesus is the truth. He declared that in John 14, 6. But the only thing that makes him the liberating truth is what he did at Calvary. Never forget that. When you remove the cross from your life, you remove your experience of Christ from your life. And you can always email me at curtishutchinson at att.net. You can watch and, and encourage, edify me, or try to correct me. Make sure you use scriptures when you, when you bring correction to me, not just your thoughts. But all these messages and everything we do here at Crossway Church is always uploaded to the YouTube channel. Make sure you go there and, and avail yourself to everything that's there. The YouTube channel is Curtis Hutchinson. 316. Now let's get into this today. It does matter what you know. Watch this in verse 13. Neither yield ye your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto the sin nature. Sin. Now let's talk about that. We covered this last week. To yield means to present. Take a note. Write it down. When you yield to something, you are presenting yourself as something. Think about that. When you yield to anything, you are presenting yourself as yielded to that. And he says, don't yield your members, your bodily functions, as instruments of unrighteousness. And the word instruments here means weapons of unrighteousness unto sin. And remember what we've said in every one of these broadcasts in chapter 6, or I hope we have, and we're going to say it again right now, in the 6th chapter of Romans, the word sin is used 16 times. One time, coming up in verse 15, it's actually used as the verb where it speaks of committing an act of sin. The other 15 times 
in this one sixth chapter of Romans, it's used as a noun where it speaks of the sin nature, that old man that you were before you were born again. Or if you're not born again, if you're not a Christian, if you're still living in your sin and you've never made Jesus the Savior and Lord of your life, you're still that sin nature. You're still the old man. You've not been born again. That old man, listen, I'm going to say this over and over and over until I leave the planet. The old man cannot please God. He cannot do a good work. He cannot be saved. There is nothing about the old man that God can use. He must die. Jesus represented the sin of humanity, the sin nature, the old man. He identified as a perfect spotless lamb without sin on the cross, perfect sacrifice for sin to put to death the old man that you and I are born into this world as. He had to die in our place and he put the sin nature to death. He made the sin nature, he crucified him, buried him, put him away, hallelujah. That's good news and we were unplugged from the sin nature. We became dead to the sin nature. So when you read in the Bible, you can see, look it up, you'll see that it's a noun or a verb. If it's a verb, it's an act of sin. If it's the noun, it's who you were as the sin nature. It speaks of that old man. So watch this. Neither yield or present ye your members as instruments or weapons of unrighteousness unto the sin nature. Think about this. Before you were born again, you were the sin nature. You were the darkness of this world. You were the old man. Adam, you're in Adam's family. You got to get out of his family. He, he, all that never leave Adam's family die and go to hell. You got to get out of that family. And when we were lost, when we were operating as the old man, the sin nature dominated our lives. Everything we did, we were using our weapons, our instruments, our lives, the way we lived, weapons for unrighteousness. We were fighting against the things of God. Even on what we might call a good day and we did some good deeds. Remember, the old man in God's eyes cannot do a good deed. We may be lost and in sin and on our way to hell and we may be doing what we call good deeds. We may even be feeding somebody that's hungry. We may give somebody a coat that's cold. We may bring somebody in out of the cold. We may pay an election we may do many things that appear good God before you're born again everything you do is evil it doesn't matter what we think it doesn't matter how we see things we have got to be born again to have eyes to see how God sees things remember in John chapter 3 verses 3 through 5 Jesus told Nicodemus you've got to be born again Again, you've been born once of a man and a woman, and you were born a sinner, totally dominated by the sin nature. But that's what happened to us in the Garden of Eden. When we disobeyed God, we became sin. And the sin nature took place in, 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 in Adam's life, and because we were all in Adam, 
We all died. Romans chapter 5, go back and listen verse by verse. We covered it. Romans chapter 5 explains how we were all in Adam. We're all the fruit of Adam. We've got to be born again. We've got to die to that family and, and to get into the family of God, to become a child of God instead of the child of Adam. You've got to be born again. And how you're born again is simply by believing with the heart under righteousness. That means faith in Christ and His work at Calvary, the righteous work by Jesus Christ. And when God sees, and it only matters what God sees, not what you think, only what God thinks. The only way God has planned, and that's one way, Christ and Him crucified. And when God, whoever down through the ages God has ever seen believing upon the Son He sent to die for the sins of all men, Hebrews 2 and 9, he took that believing sinner and immersed them into the body of Christ. And that's being born again, believing in your heart that Jesus Christ died in your place for your sins so you could be forgiven. That's how much God loves you. Amen. And God raised him from the dead on the third day. Hallelujah. You've got to believe that in your heart because Jesus being raised on the third day means you believe that he did atone for your sins. He paid the price. You show me somebody, I don't care what they believe about the cross, if they don't believe Jesus was raised on the third day, then they're telling God he really didn't pay the price for sin and because death was still able to hold him. <coughs> didn't pay for our sins, but because he did come out of the grave, hallelujah, means that what he did at Calvary really worked. If it wouldn't have, if there would have been one sin left that he didn't atone for, that he didn't pay for, then he couldn't have been raised from the dead. But see, because all sin had been atoned for, he was raised from the dead, and you got to believe that, and you're born again, hallelujah, that's good stuff. But before you were born again, you, everything about you, it doesn't matter how you thought, what you think, it doesn't even matter if you agree with me today. This is the way it is biblically. And the Bible is the Word of God. Nothing else is. Hallelujah. Just the Bible. And there wasn't a good deed we could do. There wasn't anything we could do. And we're being told here, don't yield, don't present your members as weapons, instruments of unrighteousness to serve the sin nature any longer. And let me tell you something for those of you who've been lied to and told down through the years that just because somebody's committing a sin, even if there is a Christian who is bound in some kind of sin, that they really didn't get saved. Let me tell you something. Whoever teaches that better be glad that's, that's a wrong teaching because every Christian today has got something wrong in their heart. Every Christian's got something wrong in their life. Mm -hmm. Think about this. When something happens in your life and, it's, and you commit an act of sin, and you, as a Christian, you're like, where'd that come from? God already saw it in you before you recognized it. Amen. Think about that. God already saw that in you before it came out of you. Does that mean you weren't saved? No, it doesn't mean you weren't saved. It means God is revealing things about you so that he can change you. It's called being conformed into his image. All right, let's move on now. But yield, present yourselves unto God. 
No longer are we serving the sin nature if our faith is in the sacrifice. And if you back up, you'll see in verse 10, let's back up because you can never leave what Jesus did for you. For in that he died, verse 10, Jesus died, he died unto sin once for all, but in that he lives, he lives unto God. See, it took going through the cross for us to be able to live unto God because we only live unto God through what Jesus did for us at Calvary. And that don't mean you believe it one time and now you can just live unto God. No, that means you believed it once, that got you in, and 20 years later today, however long it's been, you got to keep your faith anchored in the one object God's given humanity. The one object, Jesus Christ and what he did at Calvary. And I know, I know, People say, we've got a whole Bible. Our faith is to be in the Word of God. You're absolutely right, but let me share with you what that means. And if you don't know this, praise God, you can hear it today and know it. And, and after today, all you can do is, is be in a place where you're ignoring it and rejecting it. Because listen, this is the way it is. Jesus Christ did the righteous work for us. And the Bible teaches in Galatians 2 and 21 that righteousness only comes by grace and grace only comes by the death of Jesus. Hear me. Righteousness only comes through grace and grace only comes through the, my faith, your faith, in the death of Jesus. Every word God has ever... Oh, you knew it was coming for, for you every week, folks. Every word, since you say it's not just an object of faith being the cross, but it's all that God has ever said... Get ready, here comes your answer for that. And it is not a answer, it is the answer. The only righteous work God was ever pleased with was the work Christ performed at Calvary. The righteous work. Through my faith in that, He imputed His righteousness unto me only because my faith was in that righteous work. Hear me. And he made me the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus as he took my sins away. But for you and I to be able to bear forth the fruits of that righteousness, it must be by grace that continues to only come because my faith is in what Christ did at Calvary. Here's where the preachers and the church has been off track all these years. We think that because we go do something, God's going to give us grace to go do it. Absolutely not. When my faith is in the cross, God is going to give me grace, which means God is going to show up and function in me, stir me, lead me, change me, <clears throat> use me to do what His will calls for. Grace is God doing something. See, you can't teach this enough because it's absolutely unheard of in almost all the church. God's grace is all the phrases you've heard, God's unmerited favor, God's goodness towards sinners. All those things is right. But let me tell you something. God's grace is God doing something in your life. You can fall from that place. Galatians 1, I'm sorry, yeah, Galatians 1 verse 6, Galatians 5, 1 through 4. You can fall from grace, which means not that you lose your soul, but that you move away from that place where God works. God's grace is not floating around something mystical. God's grace is God doing something. We're saved by grace. What does that mean? What God did in Christ at Calvary. Titus chapter 2 teaches us that we're taught by grace. God teaches us. The Holy Spirit who is God teaches us. Think about these things you're hearing today. 
Think about this. God's grace is God doing something in you, to you, for you, through you that you can't do, that you can't pay for, you can't work for, and you don't, don't deserve to have it done. But it's your faith in the perfect righteous work of Christ that brings about your initial salvation and position of righteousness. And if that's where your faith remains, you continue to get forth the grace, which is God working on your behalf, to function in the area he's called you to function in. You don't just go do it and think God's going to give you grace. No, grace doesn't come by what we do. Grace comes by what Christ did. Move your faith from that and grace is... You've fallen from grace. Hallelujah. That's right. You need to hear these things. You need to... I have scripture. Do you have scripture? for what you believe that's contrary to what I'm teaching you. Think about that. So here we go back to the point. Proverbs, <clears throat> Proverbs 8 and 8. All the words of my mouth, everything in your Bible, God says all the words of my mouth are in righteousness. Yes, they are truth, but they are in righteousness. And the righteousness of God... Romans 1, 16 and 17, is only revealed in the gospel from faith that comes by hearing, Romans 10, 17, to faith that comes by hearing, to faith. The righteousness of God is revealed in the gospel. So for those who say that it was the cross that got me in, but now my faith is in God's word, your faith has to always be in the cross of Christ. It is the only avenue that gives grace that brings forth righteousness the initial status and daily fruits thereof and then when my faith is in what the living word of God Jesus Christ did for me at Calvary and I don't leave I don't move my faith from the sacrifice of Christ then the Holy Spirit can lead me to the word the spirit of grace by the way and he can teach me the word in the righteous context and he can empower me, change me, use me, bearing forth the fruits of Christ's righteousness. Hallelujah. This is good stuff. So watch this. And that was for the people who say, well, there's several objects of faith. There's Jesus. There's what he did at Calvary. There's the Bible. No, it's all tied in one. It's all tied. When you move your faith from the cross and you've got your faith in anything other than the cross, you've fallen from grace. And not only that, but the sin nature is revived. You're plugged back in. Not because you committed a sin, but because now your faith is no longer in that which made the sin nature, the old man dormant, unplugged you from him, changed your relationship with him. But now your faith is in something you're doing instead of what Christ did. That's where the church has been for 2,000 years. Thank God here at the end of the age he's teaching his people the truth. It's been here the whole time. It's not something new that some man came up with today. It's been here the whole time. But God promised that in the last days, knowledge would increase. Hallelujah. I'm glad of that. Speaking more of computers. That's speaking of he's pouring out of his spirit 
Hallelujah. He's pouring out of his spirit. I hope you're getting something out of this today. I am. But he says in verse 10, For in that he, Christ died, he died unto sin once, but in that he lives, he lives unto God. Likewise, just like that, reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed unto, here it comes, the sin nature, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord, which verse 10 tells us what that means, in that he died. See, when the Bible says through Christ, through Jesus, through Christ Jesus, through Jesus means by your faith in his righteous work at Calvary. It don't mean anything else. It don't mean through Jesus at the right hand of the Father, although that's where it don't mean. It means through what he did at Calvary. Hallelujah. Verse 12 says, Let not the sin nature therefore reign in your mortal body. And if there was no possibility of that happening, we wouldn't need to be told this because God don't waste time. He tells us what we need to hear so we can be on guard and grow and be changed and give Him glory. Hallelujah. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body that you should obey it, the sin nature, in the lusts of the sin nature. Verse 13, where we are today, neither yield ye, present ye your members as instruments, weapons of unrighteousness unto the sin nature. Stop serving the sin nature. Keep your faith in the cross and you won't serve the sin nature. We're about to get into the thickness of this teaching in Romans over the next three or four or five verses. It's going to bless our hearts. Hallelujah. I love this. Verse 13, But yield yourselves, present yourselves unto God as those <clears throat> that are alive from the dead and your members as instruments, weapons of righteousness unto God. Now think about this. As long as our faith is in anything other than the cross, we cannot present ourselves unto God. We cannot live unto God. The only, and this confirms this great teaching in Romans chapter 6, and we'll see it even as we go through more script verses in this one chapter. If, and, and I said it last week, and you've got to get this. You've got to start sharing this. It doesn't matter who gets their feelings hurt, who gets mad, who pushes you out. Romans chapter 6 reveals some paramount and very, uh, very narrow truths of the, 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 the narrowness of this gospel. And here, here it is. Nobody, I said it like, uh, Monday, nobody on this planet is serving God. Now, I'm not talking about the devil... Everything is serving God for His purpose to some degree, but I'm talking about serving God, magnifying Jesus, and glorifying God as children of God functioning in the will of God. That does not take place any time on the planet if one's faith is not in Christ and His sacrificial work. Nobody's serving God unless they're serving righteousness. And nobody is serving righteousness unless their faith is in that form of doctrine that freed them from sin and made them a servant of righteousness, that being the truth, the gospel. Remember, the righteousness of God is only revealed in the gospel to those who believe in the gospel from faith to faith, for the just shall live. Not just step into life, we live 
by faith. Paul in Galatians 2.20 said, I'm crucified with Christ, yet I live. But not I, but Christ is living in me now. And the life which I now, now live in this flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, His faith, what He did, that loved me and gave Himself for me. Do you see that? Are you getting this? Nobody's serving God unless they're serving righteousness. And you can't do that if your faith is not in the cross because if your faith is not in the cross, we're still serving the sin nature. Nobody can serve God unless they're serving righteousness and nobody can serve righteousness unless their faith remains in the righteous work of Christ. That form of doctrine, the gospel, the truth that made you free, saved you, and made you a servant of righteousness. That's the message of the cross, my friends. That's the message of the cross, the gospel, the truth. That form of doctrine that destroys, puts away the old man, the sin nature, and makes you a new creation in Christ Jesus. Glory to God. Mm, that's good stuff. Now let's read this again. Neither yield ye your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto the sin nature, but yield, present yourselves unto God as those that are alive from the dead and your members as instruments, weapons now of righteousness unto God. Our weapons have been changed. Do you hear me? Our weapons have been changed. We used to use our, our members as weapons to serve the sin nature. God is saying, I've saved you. You, <coughs> you believed in my son Christ. You're a new creation in him. <coughs> but you still have to choose to keep your faith there, to not serve the sin nature by keeping your faith in what destroyed the sin nature so that you can use your instruments now, your, your members as weapons to serve God in righteousness. Powerful, powerful, powerful. You've got to know this to live in victory. You can know Christ died for you, for your sins, and be forgiven and go to heaven and live bound in sin for 60 years until you get to heaven. To live in victory over sin, you've got to know and believe that you died with Him. You were buried with Him. You were raised to newness of life with Him, in Him, praise God. You've got to know these things. And I don't mean just hear it and say, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean you've got to know this. This has to be your daily experience, praise God. This has to be what your faith is in from your heart believing unto righteousness, praise God. Could you believe we're out of time already? I just get so thrilled talking about these truths that have become a part of my life. They're who we really are now as believers and, and our faith remaining. And for years we were teaching false doctrine and, and just and there was let me tell you something. If you're listening to me and, and you're still caught up in all that mess that's out there and all these stuff that men are are writing today and, and all this all this stuff that's not true, it's 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 unrighteous before God, even though they're using scripture. There's something in you, my friend, that you just can't put your finger on. I'm going to tell you something. That can be removed and you can have a heart full of assurance. I'm talking about there doesn't need to be in you anything that you just can't put your finger on. And God will remove that when you come back to Calvary.
when you come back to faith and grace, faith in Christ and Him crucified, there will be a joy and a declaration from your lips that you feel like you've been born again all over again because it is and remains to be the power of God, the preaching of the cross. Hallelujah. I know God's dealing with you. He's dealing with me. This message will change everything about you, everything in your life. It will change all things. But you've got you've to accept it. And a lot of false doctrine in our minds and hearts over the years, you don't just step out of that in a day. It gets cut off little by little as you cling to Jesus and what He did for you at Calvary. Some people are never going to leave it. They're so deceived. But those of us who have ears to hear stay determined to know nothing but Christ in Him crucified. See you Monday morning. God bless you. We love you.